The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 80 of Wealth Talk. My name's Christian Rodwell, the Membership Director for Wealth Builders, and I'm joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Chris. Good to be with you again today. Yes. And um, well, we're still in trouble times. It seems that these times are just never ending at the moment. And uh, we obviously were speaking to members every day, Kevin, and they're asking us different questions about what they should be doing with their money and their investments. So we're looking today at the topic of gold, which Mm -hmm. is, I guess, an alternative investment and uh, referred to as an asset often, Kevin, but in Wealth Builders world, technically not. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, if you're an economist, you often refer to precious metals and commodities as an asset class. So from from that point of view, it's known as an asset. But if we kind of reflect on what do we think in wealth builders is the definition of an asset, and I think we probably gave this in definition way back in early episodes of uh, uh, Wealth Talk, Chris. But an asset is something you own that is not you. It puts money in your bank account while you're asleep. Hmm, okay, so can you own gold? Yes. Does gold put money in your bank account while you're asleep? Well, it doesn't because gold doesn't have a natural flow of income. So we must acknowledge then as true wealth builders together that gold is not an asset. It's a hedge. It's a way to park money uh, where you are investing really in the stored value of gold because gold with its historical uh, connection, you're going back as far as you can imagine when humans first sort of traded in anything precious, gold has had that store of value. And because it's so rare, it maintains a store of value. So, so that's what you're buying into if you buy gold. And we don't make any recommendations of what people should buy, hold or invest in. But Gold is a hedge, so it's definitely worthwhile chatting about hedges because when times are troubled, most people hedge their money in cash, and cash has got all sorts of complexities. One is banking risk. If you leave all your money in the bank, what if the bank goes bust? You know, we've seen that almost happen, and certainly some banks have gone. Uh, you've also got you know interest rates are low, threat of negative interest rates. You know, so almost getting zero on your money. Um, maybe even back in the Wild West days, Chris, when you have to pay to store your money, yeah, that, that could happen, theoretically. don't think it will, but it could. That would be a negative interest rate. So gold is an interesting one because you can buy gold in relative small quantities. So it's a nice, easy hedge, and it also has a fascinating appeal, whether it's in coined form, Krugerrands and so on, or in jewellery form. Uh, very popular in certain cultures, of course, um, or whether it's in bullion. And I'll spend more time, Chris, after we hear from Giles Maber, um, very good guy, established guy in working with a company. Well, I mean, there's history for his company, Sharps Pixley, going back to the 1700s, Chris, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Um, it was actually the the merge of two separate companies, Sharps Wilkins, which was formed in 1740, and then Pixley and Abel, which was founded in 1852. And, and they merged in 1957 to form Sharps Pixley and very, very uh, traditional, established and, and well-respected companies. 
Yeah, very nice. And I've been to the shops, Pixley offices and uh, showroom, which is in uh, Piccadilly, uh, just down from Piccadilly Circus, and they've got a vault down there. You know what, Chris? It's a very nice feeling to go down in a vault and have a little stroke on a kilogram bar of gold. I tell you what, it's just definitely very uplifting. I can imagine it is. I tell you what is also uplifting, Kevin, when we have lovely reviews and we've had a really, really good one again this week. I'll pull out the one from Z Razak. So Z, if you're listening, thank you so much. And uh, let me read this out. So Z is written on Google, actually. So Google Reviews is is another place, really easy. You can find us. And if you've uh, had some interaction or enjoyed listening to the podcast, drop us a review there. But he said, Kevin and the team are great at what they do. They also go out of their way to help people who desire to create sustainable wealth through education via amazing content and training. I would highly recommend Kevin. If you're fortunate to have a conversation with him, make sure you tap into his vast knowledge, which is second to none. I think the difference with Kevin and the team is they do care and get a buzz out of helping people. Wow. Very nice. Blushing, in fact. Um, (laughs) He's a very smart guy, you know, very credible accountant, tax specialist, you know, so very used to giving guidance himself. So it's quite humbling that somebody who's busy um, and a professional takes time to acknowledge us. And, And I would say this, Chris, this is episode number 80. Uh, in our podcast. And uh, one of the things we often say, but I don't think we press, and I want to press the flesh a little bit, you listeners out there. You know, Chris and I do this, and we either talking side by side, or we're talking to ourselves socially distanced in computers in different rooms and different offices on different days. But we're giving of ourselves. You know, we genuinely are trying to help. We want as many people to be wealthy as possible, irrespective of whether you favor us with any monetary value we want to give you some intellectual value back but you know many of you are listening but not participating you know and telling us so why don't you take a minute sometime in the next 10 minutes after you've listened to this podcast if you kind of like any of the podcast just post a review just say loving it or just something that takes no more than 30 seconds of your time because it's a gift you know uh, we get a buzz, and Z is absolutely right. We get a buzz when we help people. But sometimes the people who are helpers, like us, Chris, we need to be acknowledged too, not in a kind of self-serving, aren't we good and pat each other on the back kind of way, but are we on the right track here, guys? Are we saying the right things? So if you're liking anything that we're doing, if you like how we're interacting, if you're liking the message that we are getting out there, either tell us, or tell somebody else. But tell us, just say, hey, doing a good job, guys, keep going. Or if you don't like it, don't tell us that way. Send us a message and saying, well, you know, you could do this or you could do that. Because we will respond if you will take one minute of your time. Uh, and that's all I'm asking for in this episode. I think we we often will say, if you're enjoying it, post a review. But we don't get as many as we think uh, we should. Um, so I'm reaching out to you personally. If you're listening one-to-one now, please, 30 seconds, one minute. Can you give us that? Uh, just to acknowledge us and say, keep going, guys, loving it. Or, hey, it would be great to hear from you about this. And then we'll, uh, we'll pick that up and we'll reflect on that. Anyway, enough of that, Chris. Why don't we um, zoom on over and have a listen to what uh, you and Giles have to say about gold. Okay, right. Let's head on over and listen to the conversation with Giles Maber from Shops Pixley. Giles, welcome to Wealth Talk today. 
Hi, Christian. Thanks very much for having me on. No, very good to have you. Now, would you mind uh, just giving our listeners a bit of a background as to yourself and to your company, Sharps Pixley? Yeah, certainly. Uh, so um, I've worked for Sharps Pixley for uh, four years now. Uh, my background before that was uh, working in corporate finance uh, for uh, an investment um, house called uh, Baker Steel Resources. Uh, and they actually invested in very early stage development mining projects uh, worldwide, including some precious metal projects. Um, but I wanted to get out from behind the sort of finance, financial uh, valuation methodologies and, and focus on something a bit more client facing. Uh, so this um, position became available at Sharks Pixley in the precious metal sector. So I thought, why not? Uh, let's move to the other end of the spectrum uh, and, uh, and, and help people invest in, in something more solid. Mm. So for anyone who hasn't dealt with a, a bullion dealer before, um, give us a bit, of a bit of an understanding as to how, how it works. Sure. So, I mean, uh, you know, firstly, um, you know, clients come to us uh, and really there's no investment minimums or maximums. Uh, we look after, you know, clients who are looking to invest, you know, uh, £10,000 or clients who are looking to invest uh, family offices who are looking to invest sort of upwards to £20 million. Um, so, you know, clients reach out uh, generally to us. And I think the, the thing that makes Sharks Pixie unique is obviously our physical presence in London. Uh, we're very much of an old-fashioned mindset, if you like. Uh, we put sort of customer service and face-to-face meetings at the forefront of what we do here, uh, rather than just you know trying to encourage everyone to use our our online shop. We encourage people to meet us uh, and to come form a relationship. And gold is an un- unregulated asset class. So, what's some of the governance in around in that industry, Giles? Sure. I mean, I think, um, you know, luckily I work for a company which is, has a name in precious metals uh, for over 200 years now. Um, so, you know, we have a reputation uh, and we take that you know, very seriously and, and you know, a bit of heritage there as well. Uh, but, but mainly uh, it's called the London Bullion Market Association. Now, this is the, the, the industry body uh, which governs um, you know, what we do, uh, but it governs the whole market. Uh, so it, it really looks into... Uh, the practices um, and uh, manufacturing techniques of all the refiners globally as well uh, to ensure that, you know, the gold is of the highest purity. Um, So Sharps Pixley only offer our clients uh, gold bars from, it's called an LBMA accredited uh, good delivery refinery, which can be abbreviated as to GDL. Uh, So if clients are looking to buy a gold bar, uh, ensure it's from an LBMA accredited refinery. Mm. Okay, so let's start looking now at some of the things that makes gold such a strategic asset, Charles. Sure. I mean, I think you know, like firstly, you know, gold is is relatively scarce. Uh, we all know that. I mean, if you look at um, the the global mine uh, production each year on gold, is is about uh, three thousand four hundred tons. Uh, you know, this has only increased by about one point six percent year on year for, for sort of the last fifty years. So. The supply of gold uh, is scarce, firstly. Um, the demand for gold uh, is, is ever-growing, particularly on the investment side. I think that's really uh, down to emerging markets. Uh, you know, obviously, we're thinking of China uh, here, who are now a huge consumer uh, of investment gold. Um, and you know, with those developing markets you know, in, in good times, there's also a, you know, a lot of people buying jewellery. You know, that's, that's usually the sign of a a buoyant economy, 
uh, and if people have a little bit more money to spend on jewelry. And India, of course, uh, they buy jewelry as an investment form for them of gold. And uh, you can always tell how productive uh, the agricultural the farming season has been in India um, because all the, the rural population travel into uh, the cities and buy a lot of gold if they've had a good a good season. Um, so, I mean, you know, we've covered there's a luxury good. Uh, we've covered there's got a scarce uh, supply. Um, obviously, it's used in technology uh, as well. So there's demand for it there. Um, and of course, uh, it's used as a, a sort of a hedge uh, against uh, market uncertainty and systemic risk. Uh, you know, for us uh, here at this company, that's what we do. Um, and, you know, there's gold has always had a history of preserving its wealth over time. You know, fiat currencies uh, debase over time, and we're seeing that more prevalent than right now. Um, but, you know, everyone's heard the, the, the sort of the, uh, you know, the anecdote that um, an ounce of gold in, in sort of Roman times would buy you a, a suit of armor, and, you know, it's still uh, just about buys you a suit of, uh, well, a suit on Savile Row here in London, mm-hmm. if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. So I actually um, put a post in the Wealth Builders Facebook community last week, Giles, to let people know that I was speaking with you and, and we had a few questions and uh, I just want to uh, dip into a couple of those now, actually. And, and the first one was from Dave Ford and, and Dave was asking why the stock market has been dropping recently and there's been a corresponding drop in the gold price and in times of uncertainty, he would expect a proportional rise in the price of gold. Yeah, I mean, um, he's absolutely right. And this is a, a question which a lot of our clients have been asking us recently. Um, I think, you know, this uh, probably started more in um, March uh, and then the beginning of April when we saw, you know, an all-encompassing mass market liquidation. Uh, everything plummeted as obviously we entered uh, lockdown and and, um, and there was huge uncertainty in the economy. And, and why gold also, you know, started selling off is ultimately that, if you consider there are a lot of portfolio fund managers out there who have equity positions, um, and when those equities uh, they decrease and fall very swiftly, um, they get margin calls. Uh, and then the fund managers look at what's their most liquid, profitable position that they can sell off uh, and to cover those margin calls. And that's when they think that these positions are going to recover quite quickly. Now, uh, we saw an awful lot of that uh, at the end of March. And um, you know, suddenly the gold price was down at fourteen hundred and fifty dollars, having been up at uh, you know nineteen hundred. So that's really what drove all markets in the same direction. And then we had this sort of V-shaped recovery, as of course uh, we saw these mass you know, fiscal and monetary uh, packages um, being released to try and combat COVID. So that suddenly brought everything up in the same direction at the same time again. Uh, but more broadly, what I would just ask your, your listeners and your, your members to consider is to try and you know, uh, avoid um, looking at sort of short-term movements and focus on longer-term trends. Uh, now, what I mean by that, and I'd happily send it to anyone and, and perhaps to, uh, to David as well, uh, is some research that Bloomberg, or the data which Bloomberg brought out, uh, looked back at um, the correlation between gold U.S. equities, international equities, uh, over the last 20 years. So this is actually quite uh, of the moment. It was published just at the end of uh, September. Um, and the correlation over the last 20 years for gold to U.S. equity is actually 0.05. So that shows that gold is uh, <laughs> doing its job uh, as a diversifier. And you know, apart from this short-term uh, you know, 
um, period. And perhaps it's also due to sort of reflationary times right now as well. Um, I think, you know, that comes with what I mentioned about the, the monetary and fiscal stimulus. Um, but, you know, right now, uh, you know, countries are doing whatever they can uh, to try and sort of dig ourselves out of this hole. Mm. And we are yeah. just a couple of weeks away from the US election, which is another kind of hot topic, right? How's how's this going to affect gold? Yeah, I mean, it's um, uh, that's the most pressing question right now. Uh, clients are you know, clamoring as to you know, which results going to yield the biggest increase in the gold price. And I think that, uh, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you, Trump um, obviously has been good for gold prices over the last you know, a few years. Uh, you know, let's not forget that he almost started a war with Iran. Um, and of course, you know, his, his sort of ongoing war with China, uh, slightly uh, different um, different themes. Um, but Biden, uh, for me, uh, and if you look at a lot of analyst reports as well, they'll sort of hopefully support what I'm saying. You know, Biden's promised such mass fiscal spending over his term, you know, throwing a figure of something like $9 trillion uh, around which, you know, of course, people do throw these figures into thin air. But I think that the scale of the, of the stimulus package that we see uh, will be greater immediately after the election if Biden wins than if Trump does. So I believe that that will uh, only uh, increase uh, what we're seeing with this recovery. I don't think it'll be sustainable in the long run, uh, whether it'll be six or 12 months, who knows. But I think in the short term, all asset prices uh, will rise considerably. Mm. Uh, so I think that Biden will be uh, better for gold in the short term uh, than Trump, mm. than a Trump victory. And are there any other factors that you think can contribute over, you know, when we look at 2021 in terms of the price of gold? Um, well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, what, what do investors look for when they're, when they're investing in gold? They're looking at um, you know, interest rates. Uh, that's been the main driver for gold over the last few years. Um, and, you know, we are now in a period of sustained low interest rate. Um, you know, if you look at inflation, uh, the ECB has their target of 2%. I think we're a little bit above that at the moment. Uh, and then you've got, um, you know, the interest rate at the moment at 0.1. Now, what that means essentially is that you've got a negative real rate. Now, this is interest rates adjusted for inflation. So if you've got a you know, Ten thousand pounds saving in, the, in, the, in your bank account, in your savings account, um, you're essentially losing two percent of that uh, per year at the moment. Now that is uh, you know, the most uh, you know, uh, strong driver for gold prices that, that you'll see. Um, now the opportunity cost of holding uh, you know, your money in the bank is, is obviously significantly less, uh, and not only that, but you know, uh, bond yields are, are significantly um, lower than they have been as well. So when you're looking for a, an efficient diversifier uh, over the next, I'd probably say three, four, five years, uh, I don't think you need to look much further than gold. Um, I mean, if we look at uh, you know, just talking about interest and debt, uh, particularly in the US, I think uh, you know, their their fiscal interest payment at the end of September for the year was $522 billion. Um, now, that's only going to continue growing. Uh, and if you throw in their spending on defense as well, you're already at $1.4 trillion. Um, so <laughs> if interest rates do start increasing, then um, it's just hard to imagine uh, how 
um, they're going to stop this sort of stimulus and printing, you know, increasing the money supply exponentially. So I'm going to come back to a couple of other questions that we've had posted in our Facebook group, Giles. And next one's from Jeff Sturtevant. Jeff's asking, is it true that bullion vaults work on a fractional reserve principle like the banks do with money, where the gold you buy and own is actually resold to another buyer working on the principle that all gold owners would not ask for the delivery of their gold at the same time? Okay. Um, well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's a question. That's uh, a good question. Um, this is a, probably a question which no one knows the actual truth, truthful answer to. Uh, I mean, here at Charles Pixley, we only offer clients uh, allocated and individually segregated metal. Now, you know, we also offer you inspection rights. So you can come and audit. You can hold your own bars, take pictures with them, do whatever you like. That metal is yours. It's here. Uh, so there is no counterparty risk, uh, if you like, um, for you when you invest in Charles Pixley. Um, going back to the, the, the larger banks, uh, there, there are a lot of conspiracy theories. Um, and, you know, last year, I think I, I read a piece of research which said something like for every ounce which was uh, supposedly backed uh, or backing an ETF, um, it was also lent to about another eight uh, ETF holdings. So not all ETFs are the same. Uh, I will. Uh, you know, I can't state that strongly enough. I think picking the correct one uh, is, of course, important. Um, but you know, I think gold should be considered as um, you know, the ultimate hedge uh, against systemic risk and market collapse. And, and with that being the case, you know, the old adage that whoever holds the gold makes the rules will always ring true. Right. So you know, we're offering and. You know, you have the option to do this with anyone else as well. Um, but, but please do consider owning some physical gold uh, because uh, if you can't touch it, you don't really own it. Mm. And how does it work with kind of insuring that um, and, and the vaulting aspect, Charles? Sure. Uh, I mean, you know, all of our holdings are fully insured. Um, we uh, are underwritten by Lloyds of London. Um, so that's one of the the questions which client you new know, clients ask so you know what happens if uh, if your underwriters collapse um well you know we use the biggest and the best uh, and if lloyds of london collapse then, then then the world's really going to be a darker place um so we offer uh vaulting and insurance from 0.3 percent per annum and that's inclusive of vat uh which is a very reasonable and competitive rate we feel mm-hmm Okay, another question is from Stephen Hall this time, and he's asking a question that's probably very relevant for our listeners, and this is how to invest in gold via a SAS pension. So what products can be held specifically, Giles? Uh, so according to HMRC uh, rules, um, clients can only hold uh, gold bars um, of a purity greater than 995, uh, which you know, for us, we only uh, sell, offer you, bars, which are 99.99% pure gold. Um, and as I said, from, from the accredited LBMA good delivery refineries. Uh, so it's it's very straightforward. We have an application form which clients, uh, trustees complete um, uh, with their pension providers or their scheme provider, I should say, uh, and return it to us. Um, the account can be opened you know, within 24 hours usually. And then uh, clients also have an online portal access where they can sort of review um, and also manage their accounts. So if they want to buy more, sell more, uh, they can do so from online 
but you know, I'd always encourage clients to give me a ring um, and, and do things over the phone. Voice execution uh, usually yields a slightly better price. Mm. So I guess finally, Giles, is there anything that our listeners should be kind of looking out for um, when they're thinking about investing in gold? And obviously, you know, another comment actually within the Facebook group is there are some potentially dubious schemes that you see out there. And, you know, how do you do the due diligence? Obviously, working with someone reputable like yourself that's got the, uh, you know, the, the trust and the background that you do have. Um, any kind of other tips for people just to make sure they, they avoid any costly mistakes? Um, I mean, I think that's it. I, mean, I think that reputation counts for a lot, uh, certainly in, in my book and, and hopefully everyone else's. I mean, you know, our clients and, and hopefully your members are considering um, you know, investing an awful lot of their hard-earned uh, funds. You know, they, they want to make sure that it's safe. And I always encourage people to have a good relationship uh, with, um, you know, with the outfit that they choose. Um, you know, for me, uh, I don't think it's right that, that generally – clients um you know commit to large investments over the phone i would always encourage uh, you to, to to come and visit us uh, of course that's been made more difficult this year due to covid um but you know thank goodness for zoom uh, and other providers of course uh but um you know I, I think that you just need to you know feel feel safe and trust uh the, the outfit who you choose to use um you know i think obviously nowadays everyone there's a review uh, on every company out there, um, the, the customer service is, is absolutely crucial. Um, and, you know, the things you need to look out for, as I've mentioned, are that you're buying gold from a reputable refinery uh, and that you can always sell it back to them. You know, we offer clients, uh, one of our unique selling points, if you like, is that we offer a buyback guarantee on metal we've sold and we'll, we'll always buy it back. Um, and it's incredibly liquid. If, uh, if a client phones me and says, Charles, I want to sell you know, a kilo of gold, within 10 minutes, we'll have instructed a bank transfer back to his account. And the funds, if it's a UK account, will arrive you know, in the same, within the hour, usually. So it's incredibly quick and liquid. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that goes back to sort of talking about counterparties. You know, you want to make sure you're using a, a firm who have got the financial resources, even in times of significant market stress. And, you know, and what I mean by that is, Let's say we do see gold prices rally next year, uh, and suddenly um, people decide that the world's looking great and the economy, uh, the economic outlook is, is, is suddenly favourable, and, and there, there's a lot of selling. You know, for gold, um, you want to make sure that you're using a company who can uh, manage the liquidation process without delay. Uh, and for us, Charles Pixie, you know, we are uh, actually owned uh, and part of the Degussa Group. Uh, which is Europe's uh, biggest precious metals uh, retailer, uh, dealer. Um, and you know, that gives us inter- institutional scale service uh, support and pricing, which we can pass on to our clients. Uh, and I think that you know, it's really important to delve into the background of the company uh, that, that you're investing with. Charles, thank you very much for sharing with us on Wealth Talk today. Pleasure. Thanks, Christian. So Giles talked about holding gold as a hedge there, Kevin. What are some of the benefits of that? Well, you know, the important thing when you're building wealth is, you know, by diversification. So you're building wealth in multiple pillars. But also in troubled times, you might want to keep more of your assets in a liquid or semi-liquid form. In other words, easily realizable from the format it's in 
into cash to enable you to reinvest or build other assets that you want to in business, property, joint ventures, and so on. So, you know, gold has long been established as a place of storing value, as well as other precious metals. But certainly gold would probably be the most popular one. And uh, so, therefore, it's important to try, kind of understand how gold works. And one of the best ways to hold gold, in my view, Chris, is to is to hold it in your pension. And, and particularly, you can't hold gold in normal pensions, you know, personal pension uh, that you've got or a work pension because they're not designed for that. They're only designed for the stock market, which is why we believe there's, you know, better alternatives to that. And one of those alternatives, which we hear a lot within our community, Chris, isn't it, is in the SAS, that small self-administered scheme that allows you to take control of your pension and therefore you can invest in whatever assets whatever things you want to, recognizing that we're not saying gold is an asset because there's no income stream. But definitely a great way to hold uh, gold is to hold it in a, in a SAS. Mm. Yeah, so what, what are some of the benefits? Because we, we've heard on several occasions some of our members who perhaps they're in between projects and they've got cash in their SAS and they kind of want to put it to work. Um, instead of having it in cash, would you recommend perhaps having some of that in gold? Are there pros and cons to that? Well, look, Chris, there are pros and cons to anything. And let's be clear, we never recommend, right? We say at the very beginning of the podcast, you know, our, our role is to educate, to inform and to entertain. It's not to give advice. But I'm saying everybody should have a rich and diversified portfolio of assets. Uh, and if gold appeals to you, then one of the, a few of the reasons actually why holding gold inside your SAS pension uh, would be useful. Well, first of all, if you think about it, if you put money into a pension, you get tax relief on it. So if you, you know, if you're paying money personally, let's say, and you're a 40% taxpayer and you pay whatever you pay into your pension, you've got 40% tax relief. Well, if you then go and buy gold, what have you just done? You bought gold at a 40% discount. Well, what's wrong with that? Yeah, that's not a bad thing, is it? Uh, the next thing, of course, any growth is uh, completely tax-free. Uh, so there's no income tax, there's no corporation tax, there's no capital gains tax, and there's no inheritance tax. However, the thing to bear in mind about owning gold, you heard Giles talk about different ways gold can be can be owned and stored, you know, jewellery, as you mentioned, coins and, and bullion. The only way you can hold gold in a pension is to hold it in bullion format. So there's a few technicalities there. Did you hear him talk about the quality of gold? There's always fancy language, but uh, the quality of gold needs to be a certain standard, which is 995, which is 995 out of 1,000, which means virtually pure gold, and it needs to be in bullion or bars format, and you can't take the delivery of the bars to your home, but you need to have those bars stored. And Sharps Pickley just happened to be a place where you can store your gold. You can also store gold at the Royal Mint. You know, So there's lots of places you can store your gold. So you can inspect it, you can touch it, feel it, and so forth, but you just can't take it home. Uh, but that's lots of good reasons to hold money. And the other thing that's interesting about gold is because it's so acknowledged as a store of value, you might have heard him refer to the ability to buy and sell gold. Well, whenever you're buying and selling anything, there has to be a market for it. Um, so if anybody wants to sell gold, for whatever reason they want to sell gold, then, of course, there is a market for that. 
and uh, any good bullion dealer will be able to sell your gold virtually instantly. You know, so while it's not as liquid as cash or as liquid as a tracker fund, you know, there's a process for it. It's pretty quick. So, you know, you can get you capture your value quickly and you can exit from that value relatively quickly. So, you know, if you like gold, no reason at all why you couldn't think about holding gold inside your pension. One of the things that holds people back from building wealth, we've talked about overwhelm, lack of time on last week's episode. The other thing is, is the fear of making mistakes, risk. And um, the importance of doing your due diligence on any investment is obviously critical. And we talked about that with Giles. And, and also just having that relationship, um, taking time, not rushing into things. That's well, incredibly important, Chris, with all assets. You know, it's the fourth part of the wheel of wealth, isn't it? Due diligence. So you need to buy gold from your reputable dealer if you're going to buy gold. And there are many of those. Uh, we're not annexed to any of them, but, you know, we like. Sharps Pixley, they're very willing people to show people around um, to get them an experience of seeing what uh, gold looks like, feels like, prices of things. And as you've heard from Giles, you know, he, he treasures the relationship. Now, you don't need to. There's plenty of places you can buy gold online, but just check out the reputation and, and make sure you're buying, you know, <laughs> you're actually buying bullion, you're not buying a, a hope. There's other ways to buy gold, by the way. You know, you can buy gold ETFs. You're not buying the actual asset, but shares in in companies that manufacture or, or uh, process gold, so or mine gold. So there are ways to buy gold in different um, different assets. You know, certainly through the stock market or through funds or, or ETFs, exchange traded funds. So I would just you know put this in your pipe, have a smoke of it, see if you think. Gold is worthwhile. And, you know, one, one thing also to talk about, Chris, just very briefly I'll mention it, is he talked about, um, you know, why people want to store gold in in what he called fiat currency. Do you remember he said fiat currency? Mm. Um, so it's not an old Italian car. It just basically means currencies that are not backed by anything. So in the old days, you've, um, you, you may or may not know, Chris, that um, up until the 70s, all – uh, notes and coins in circulation were backed by the amount of gold that were was owned by a country, um, and that was called mm. the gold standard. But as we become much more, I suppose, aware of uh, quantitative easing, printing money to get out of uh, you know sovereign debt, big com- you know companies go bust, individuals go bust, and countries can go bust. So one of the ways they avoid that is by you know, being able to print money at their own political discretion rather than as a multiple of the gold bullion they have in storage. Uh, so that gold standard is gone. So now all currencies are really at the mercy of opinion. Um, there's no real value in the in the notes and coins in circulation anymore. And that's what we mean by fiat currency, just not backed by anything. Um so just, just a point of education, Chris, if anybody's heard that term and didn't know what it meant. But, you know, that's the reason why gold used to be inextricably linked with the value of the dollar and the value of the pound, and now it isn't. 1971, I believe, President Nixon, who mm-hmm. uh, was responsible for that. Well, that's um, so, in the US, but there you go. But that's fundamental, right? So Yeah. So uh, you mentioned earlier about, you know, feedback from our listeners, Kevin. So, you know, we're really open to any other alternative investments, anything within the invest investment pillar that you're interested in, then the Facebook group at Wealth Builders 
uh, on Facebook is a good place. And we had a good conversation actually around the topic of gold um, just before this interview. And obviously we heard some of those members' questions that I put forward to Giles. So um, I've enjoyed that, Kevin. That's yeah. good to uh, to understand that. Uh, yeah, it's a bit. a bit more, Chris, actually. I remember doing a 15, 20-minute uh, pre- presentation on the subject of holding gold in your SAS on a conference which was in July of this year. Uh, it was called the SAS Alliance Conference, which uh, if anybody goes to sasalliance.org, so double S-A-S, alliance.org, you know, you can you can see there's a conference coming up in November where we're fo- focusing not on gold and, and other assets, but just on property. So if you're interested in property as an asset and pension as an asset, and you want to see how pensions and property can go together, there's a free to attend, uh, basically it's a whole day conference, so you can tune in when you want to and the recording of the whole day is available. So you've got the ability to watch at your leisure. You can tune into that at sasalliance.org and you'll see on there a link to the property conference, which is on November the 12th. So that's just an interesting thing. So gets again, some free education, some free information to work out whether property is right for you or whether a SAS might be right for you. I'll link to that in today's show notes. Also, mm-hmm. Giles did supply a prospectus. Um, so anyone who wants to download that, just hit on the show notes and uh, you can have a look through that from uh, Sharps Pixley as well. There you go. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, where are we going next, Chris? We've got um, some interesting things on property to talk about in the next podcast, I believe. So we'll dive back into property. Um, but up until ne- next time, Chris, I'll see you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.